It's Thursday, the 23rd of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Tim Gilbert, joined by Shane Lee. Shane, oh, grand final, just a couple of days away. Very, very excited, Timmy. I'm getting prepared for it, but uh, yeah, can't wait for this weekend, mate. It's going to be a cracker. Now, it just makes me wonder, look, there are grand finals that stand out, aren't there? Mm-hmm. Is there one for you that just sort of flickers away? Yep. I think both, for me, both across the AFL and NRL, the one for me that stands out the most was the Swans win in 2005 when we beat the West Coast 58-54, to and it was a really tough, a hard-fought match, and... You know, it went from Ty Keneally doing a rush behind towards the end there. Then then the West Coast had a chance to kick back in um, to big, big Cox. It was a big, tall forward for him um, for the last kick of the game on the side. And leaping Leo Barry took that famous mark. And, um, oh, that was unbelievable. The hairs on my arms are still still standing up here, mate. And Stephen Quartermain's famous words, you know, Leo Barry, you star. It was brilliant. Oh, absolutely unbelievable. I'd have to be the Western Bulldogs win for me just a few years ago after all those years, the 1950s since Footscray had won a premiership. And in rugby league, although I'm not a Knights supporter, the finish of the 97 grand final, Andrew Johns inside of Darren Albert. Oh, yeah. I was on the Pacific Princess or something, the Fair Princess on a boat. <laughs> so you can imagine what sort of hijinks was going on out there. But um, that was a remarkable, remarkable grand final. Great show today. We're going to talk all things AF all things NRL as it heats up. Cricket, so much to discuss about cricket, including a, a change of wording, uh, a controversial change of wording, and the Matildas, boy, they're struggling. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. So, Shane, yesterday you said that you you think it is Melbourne by four goals. Today I want to ask you, I want to scratch it back and find out why you think that. Um, Look, Western Bulldogs, no one gave them a chance in their last game and they came out and wiped Port Adelaide off the park. They had that nail-biter against Brisbane. They are scrappers with a guy like Bontempelli. Boy, oh boy, it's... uh, Look, I think it's going to be tight. I think it will be tight, mate. And um, reading up on all the stats prior to this discussion today, uh, the last five matches between these teams, the Bulldogs have actually won three, uh, including the last win in round 19 when they defeated Melbourne 65-85. to um, It's going to be close, Timmy. I, I don't know. I just feel a bit of more of an emotional attachment towards Melbourne. I'd love to see them win after all this time. Uh, the Bulldogs won six years ago, but, yeah, you're right. And and there's always a, a heartfelt story that comes – 
with grand finals and, and and Ryan Gardner who's played with the Bulldogs this season in all three of the of the finals uh, looks like he's going to miss the final due to Alex Keith coming back so you know there's always good stories on Alex's family would be very happy but I'm sure Ryan's family would be very disappointed should that happen yeah, that's tough, isn't it? When you yeah. you know the, you can only fit what is it twenty three or something in. That is yep. really really difficult. Now, look, uh, there is a spanner in the works because there's a COVID nineteen positive individual in Perth, and we know Mark McGowan and his uh, you know proclivity to close everything down. And the AFL <laughs> Grand Final is look literally hours away in the sense of you know we're in within forty eight hours. Yeah, they're saying a truck driver is driven in and out of Western Australia um, has tested negative only three days ago and then tested positive yesterday. Um, but they're saying he's had limited uh, contact. They're doing all the contact tracing now. But wouldn't this be bloody terrible if they have to move the grand final and wait another week? Who knows what they're going to do? But I think that I think it'll go ahead, mate. I think hopefully there won't be much of an outbreak there. Yeah, the big thing is is the crowd, isn't it? Because uh, if they if they have it with Optus with no one in it. Now, look, I'm with you. I think that uh, uh, common sense will prevail and they'll get the crowd that they, they need and want because, you know, the odds are of a grand final coming to Western Australia again, uh, probably never, you know, probably never get another yep. grand final. Exactly right, mate. And uh, for the Western Australians, particularly imagine some of the, the Melbourne and, and Bulldog supporters that have, now, some have flown into uh, the Northern Territory and quarantined for two weeks up there to allow them to get into into West Australia. So making the big trek and then missing out again would be heartbreaking. Oh, that would be just a crunch, wouldn't it? <laughs> now, uh, let's talk a little bit of rugby league because Cameron Smith's come out swinging saying, uh, you know, Justin Olam with the uh, Dallium, he can't believe that he wasn't nominated as a one of the centres, and Cameron Munster's got out on social media, the superstar Melbourne player, saying the same thing. Yeah, they did themselves any favour, Melbourne, that uh, to get the rest of the country hating him. Um, and Cameron Smith, obviously a legend of the game, will become an immortal at some stage, more, more than 400 games, and, and he won the Dallyanth twice. Um, but yeah, it's really a bit of an us and them mentality, isn't it, when it comes to Cameron Smith and, and, and the Melbourne team. Uh, the Melbourne bosses come out and said it was just purely an oversight by the NRL, so... Um, Hopefully he will be invited and, and we can all move on. But, yeah, it's us and them when it comes with Melbourne in rugby league. Yeah, you don't want to get him offside. But, uh, yeah, he has had an amazing year. He's yep. been phenomenal for them. Now, the NRLW, I know they've been pushed and shoved and it's been unfortunate that competition has been pretty much pushed back and there's a lot of uncertainty in and around it. But a positive for them with the, the Players Association talking about a collective bargaining agreement because they, they're out on their own. Most other sports um, codes and, and, you know, individual sports within those codes have one. Yep. Every other sport uh, uh, that females play um, has a collective bargaining agreement and the Rugby League doesn't. So the Rugby League Players Association are moving towards working with New South Wales Rugby League to come together with that collective bargaining agreement, which will ensure that um, the, the women's game continues to grow um, and the girls are paid um, appropriately, which is great. Oh, yeah, and if anyone watched that State of Origin game, how good was yep. it? The quality of, of yep. rugby league is just phenomenal for the women. So, yeah, um, we hope that all works out. Now, this made me laugh, this story about the, the baseball player that, you know, couldn't get his glove to it, so he caught it with his hand. And, you know, uh, we've got Nisham from New Zealand saying, well, we actually play a game of cricket where we don't wear gloves unless you're the wicketkeeper. 
His name was Jesus Sanchez, so maybe it was maybe it was the hand of God, mate, or he had mm. help from above. But um, he actually overran the ball. I think he was on first base, running towards the fence, mm. um, and he didn't know whether he was going to hit the fence or not. And he looked up, overran the ball, and then just stuck back his naked hand and caught it. And they've gone absolutely crazy in the US, saying this is unbelievable. What skills? But yeah. Jimmy Neesham, the um, New Zealand cricketer, said, mate, we do this every day, day in, day out. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> but the Americans love uh, love a bit of a sensationalism, that's for sure. Oh, it's like, I wonder what they'd say if they saw a lot of rugby league with no helmets and pads and everything else. Um, yeah, that was interesting. Now, batsmen to batters, it's officially been changed. The, uh, the wording in the world of cricket, it's been changed uh, through Wisden and other places. Um, those that go out to bat are now batters, not batsmen. What What are your thoughts there? Well, it's um, it's it's the way way of the world these days, mate. So the MCC, which is the Mullybone Cricket Club, um, have uh, changed the actual bylaws to state that batsmen or batsmen uh, becomes batter and batters to be inclusive. But I'd like to ask the MCC who they thought was the best Batwoman. Was it Hayley Berry or Michelle Pfeiffer? What do you think? <laughs> and the other thing I'm, I'm oh, really confused with, you know, the term when you say you're batting for the other team, that really confuses me now. Anyway, there's some thoughts there, Timmy. Yeah, yeah, I, I won't touch the second part of your your, 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 your little bit of comedy. But, um, but look, to be honest, in, in real terms, I think everyone – refers to them as batters now, don't they? Whether you talk yeah, about the men's yeah. game or the women's game, yeah. it's it's just become part of what the lexicon is of cricket. Yeah, part of a knackling now, mate. And um, the, the game of cricket is very, very inclusive. And it's good to see, we're talking about a collective bargaining agreement before with the NRL, so it's good to see that uh, uh, women are seen equally in, in, in the game of sport as they should be. We saw that massive shit fight with the IPL in India when they had the outbreak mm. and you know everyone had to leave and drama, high drama, Michael Slater blowing up in the Maldives or the Mauritius, wherever he was. But now um, they've gone to the Middle East to try and get this thing going and uh, another Indian cricket's tested positive, which is sort of... Uh, you know, mix things up again. Yeah, they're just trying to finish off this tournament, aren't they, really, over there? And it's, um, mm. uh, I think it's Thangasara, who's uh, from the Sunrisers, who's tested positive. Look, there's um, currently 13 Australians still have gone back to finish it off. Um, Steve Smith is one of those. I think, uh, who else is in there? Christian's still gone back. Uh, but eight Australians have actually withdrawn um, from the rest of this tournament, including Cummings, Meredith, Ty, um, to name a few. So, yeah, so guys obviously gone back back to get the rest of their money and someone just said, look, it's too hard and it's, and it's too risky. The Matildas, they had a, a moderate uh, Olympics, didn't they? It looked look pretty good, but they I, I think Australia was expecting big things of them as we change sports to look at the world game. Sam Kerr, we mentioned her 100th game, but her team didn't play well going down to Ireland. Yeah, went down to Ireland 3-2 and um, Gustafsson said it was going to be a big game for Sam Kerr being her 100th and they really wanted to celebrate that with a win and um, they just looked uh, very slow and um, just sort of not there and and Ireland, not a a, a world-renowned um, female soccer unit, just, was, just were all over the Aussies. So, yeah, very disappointing there for the Matildas. All over them like a cheap suit. And staying in the world game, uh, yep. everyone is fascinated by Messi and Ronaldo, aren't they? They're fa- only because they're so good at what they do. And with that comes an enormous amount of money. And it was, uh, it was very interesting reading to see who's come out on top out of these two guys. I mean, the money that they earn is like the GDP of a small mm. nation. It's yep. extraordinary what they earn. 
Ronaldo, $172 million. And um, if you look at his four games so far for Man U this year, he's already scored five goals. Um, unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, ridiculous amount of money to me. It's, it works out as something like it's millions and millions of dollars every week. Yeah, and, and Ronaldo comes out on top of Lionel Messi in the end. Cristiano Ronaldo, he's 36 or 37. He looks 22. He just looks so fit and just an amazing player. Now, basketball, Brian Gorgian, we had him on the program not so long ago, and he said that uh, he was up in the air as to whether he'll hang on to that job because this was more uh, of something that just worked out for him to go to Tokyo. It would be great, wouldn't it? It would be great for him to take the Boomers uh, to Paris and imagine if they could get another couple of steps up on that podium and get the gold medal. Look, Timmy, I think he will go to um, to Paris and I think as a coach you look for for little things that motivate you personally and, you know, had Exum that we spoke about yesterday who um, has just signed a contract. He was really, really close with those Boomers um, and winning their first medal um, – I think he's really, really inspired as a coach and and I think he uh, wants to continue on that drug of excitement. Yeah, well, let, let's hope so. He'll be nearly 70 years old. A lot of people don't uh, note that. He's, I think he's 68, Brian Gorgian, but he's been a, a real force in Australian basketball and I mm. would love him to go to Paris and do that. Now, just finally, our um, nostalgic moment, our step back in history for today, Shane, <laughs> uh, the ticker tape parade after the World Cup win. And I, I think that people just bursting out for ticker tape parades in the world we're living in at the moment. <laughs> yeah, fa- it was fantastic. And uh, I was just sort of thinking through to the grand final this weekend and and what would normally happen, um, each team that wins would get a ticker tape parade. We're fortunate enough after we won the World Cup in 99, um, even though I was 12th man in the final, Brennan Julian was the 13th man and I think Damian Martin's 14th man. Um, we actually weren't going to come back to Australia for the ticket ticker tape parade. We were off to the south of France and to Venezuela because that's where the Miss... Miss Most Worlds were, were from at that time. We were all single. Um, but they made us fly back, and um, there were, wasn't enough business class airfares on the flight for the three guys who didn't play the game. So they put us in first class. Oh. <laughs> Do you think Warney's really happy when we're sending him back the best champagne back to business <laughs> after he, he'd done a lot of hard work? No, it was good times, and to come back and be part of that celebration was uh, something I'll never forget, Tim. I remember coming up out of India and it was, uh, they didn't have, again, they'd oversold the business class or whatever. I was doing some work over there for Channel 9 and the guy eventually said, oh, well, do you mind going in first class? And look, I'd been in India for three months or something and, uh, you know, you either stay in great hotels or depending on where you are, not the best hotels if you're in Rajkot Rajkot or Nagpur or a place like that. And and the guy came up to me, um, (laughs) the flight attendant, he goes, what would you like from the menu? I said, I'll make this easy for you. I closed the menu. I said, give me everything. Give me everything you've got. (laughs) (laughs) Just give me everything you've got. He goes, oh, you are a big boy. You are a big boy. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, our new sponsors, Main Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Go check them out. They've got some fantastic products. You'll be looking and smelling just absolutely wonderful. Big thank you to our producer, our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. Back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.